0: Welcome everyone to the Book and Life Podcast. I'm here with Marianne Curley and today we're going to not only talk about her amazing books, but we're going to get into life of actual authors. You know, we're not the little trolls in the caves typing away here. We're actually normal people who like to go out for coffee and and read books like, you know, you do. So today we're going to get into it. Uh, We're going to hear about her Marianne's new stuff and we're going to talk a little bit about her old stuff but we're going to dig into what does Marianne do when she's not on the computer
1: (laughs) you know that that scary stuff
0: that nobody nobody likes to talk about so we're going to dive into that today and have some fun and then just to finish it off we're going to do a word game at the end where I'm going to say a list of words and Marianne's going to give you the first thing that comes to her (laughs) mind as we go through them Okay. And then we were going to close out the show with just hearing from Mariana about Harley's book and also hearing about what the th- what she's excited about as a woman, whether it's the new Harry Potter movie or she's gonna go see <laughs> Hamilton or if yeah, she needs not. to go pick flowers out of her garden Cause <laughs> I have a crazy mother in law who likes to do that, so we're just gonna have some fun. It's like yes. having a cup of coffee with some old friends uh so that that's our life here today. <laughs> Looking forward <Yeah>. to it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, well, the great thing is I'm an author, too. I, I'm right under Crystal McCarrington. I was one of the first um, wrestling romance writers um, to ever publish. Don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's sometimes easier when you're in the business and you're talking to somebody else who's in the business um, about books and about life because – we know the pressures of deadlines. We know the pressure of book tours, the terrifying feeling of walking out and thinking, is anyone going to buy my book? Uh, and oh. is anyone going to like it?
1: Is anyone going to be there Even.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've had that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that one was the scariest one. Or is yeah. there security for the really crazy people that you really don't want hugging you and you don't know why they won't let go? <laughs> That's another experience. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about that um yeah life as for us authors is not as normal as people think but we still have mm-hmm. normal lives so we're going to start off with the book portion of our our uh, podcast um so i'm going to ask this question what is the book that you've read recently that stuck with you the most
1: okay um, because you say recently, I will go to the last book I read and it did stick with me anyway because I love young adult fantasy books and Jennifer L. Armantrout is one of my favourite young adult writers, uh, fantasy writers, and um, this book is actually... Was the, the, the last one of hers that I read was the third book in a series of four. The series is called... Um, from blood and ash, if I'm correct, yes, from blood and ash, the yeah. book was uh, 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 the third one. <laughs> I'll get to the will get to the title half in a minute. I don't
0: worry about because, the title; it's, it's it's the characters we care
1: about, isn't it? Really? exactly. I those characters I really did care about, um, and what I loved about well, she she has a beautiful way of writing because I've read a lot of her books. But it's the way she draws those characters. They feel like they're in your life. You could be um, or you really want to be that character and that's another uh, really excellent way to draw a person, a reader in, to make that character someone that you, you would like to be. Or be, you know, if, there's always a strong romance in in uh, Jennifer um, Amantraud's books and uh, I've known over the years or I've felt over the years that She's getting a. Um, the books are getting a little more sexier, if I can put it that
0: way. They're growing up. They're getting there. Growing <laughs> yeah, up. They know more about kissing than they did before.
1: <laughs> yes, they do a little more than kissing, and um, uh but the the book is it sticks with you because there's so much tension, and the world she creates are um, very unique and very visual. You know, I love a book that I can see uh in my head really clearly yeah so that's um definitely yeah. the one I've been reading that. yeah because
0: yeah. I mean I'm I'm a sucker I was stuck in hospital this summer during this wow. massive heat wave and oh yes wow my hubby was supposed to bring me in books
1: oh! <laughs> never
0: let your husband ba- never let your husband bring you in a book for for, for one because it never goes well and two, he never knows what on the TBR list you're that you're actually reading, or at least mine doesn't because he never listens to when I talk about books. And he brought me uh-huh. he brought me in the latest Twilight book. Oh gosh, right, yeah, right. So I'm, I'm in a I'm in ICU. I can't move, and I've got this really big oh, heavy dang. book that I'm trying to read. <laughs> and the nurse and staff felt so sorry for me. They actually went and got these like portable lights because I didn't have any lights where I was. And it was right. like three o'clock in the morning and it was like the worst heat wave. There was like no fans, no air conditioning. It was stifling. You no know, air conditioning and you're in a no. hospital. Yeah. That doesn't... Oh my goodness. That's COVID, terrible. You know, they don't use air conditioning when COVID. So I'm just lying there. Sweat's pouring off me and I'm trying to oh. read Edward's story and I'm thinking, huh. Oh, I wish I was in Washington state right now. It would be so much cooler than here. Yes, probably. <laughs> you know, and I'm dripping on the book and I'm thinking he really should have bought me a smaller book and I could have mm. read a little bit easier. It
1: mm. sounds like <laughs> you needed a Kindle effect that stage.
0: <laughs> I was, I was, I was getting to that point of, yeah, Oh, this is crazy. Um, but they, i couldn't talk either so uh oh, i just had to you. i just had to read um and write on my little uh whiteboard. yeah <laughs> so, right Gee, that, but it was great but well, look makes, at you now you look so well yeah oh, i mean yeah, yeah <laughs> it's fantastic um i know the re- the viewers the listeners can't, viewers can't see you but but yes. i do look a lot better um than what i actually posted my pictures of my journey last year just because like every I suddenly vanished nobody knew Mm -hmm. where I was yeah and I was getting these little messages asking you know if I'd stopped writing if I'd left the industry um Mm -hmm. so I actually started talking about this journey I got sepsis in January last year and it was an awful experience because I had jaw joint replacements and uh so they had to take those out and put Gosh, and they yeah. left me for six months with no jaw joints so everything I ate was through a straw.
2: Mm.
0: quickest way to lose weight I will say that it is one of the best diets going yeah. um so I I yeah. fought through and then in July they said right we're going to put your joints back in and the surgery didn't go well I oh, uh no. I stopped breathing on them so I ended up getting uh getting a tube put in my night to breathe and uh that That's that terrible. was uh my wake up call to enjoy life a bit more.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Um so I I started yes. reading again and I it's crazy because I'm also studying my BA honors um uh-huh. degree at the same time so I'm studying and I'm like lying in hospital beds and all. But I did it. I got through my my first year. It was the end of my first year. Um and I, I just, I was so blessed. I had books that summer to get me through that heat wave. Yeah. I didn't sleep for three weeks. I did a good lot of reading that in three weeks, I'm telling you. Yeah. That's best, best reading session I've ever had. It was like a marathon that lasted for three <laughs> weeks. I bet. And yes. I, I can tell you, the Edward book was the perfect size to do a long <laughs> of spell of, of not being able to do anything but read. And I yes. watched every episode of um, Chicago series that came out. My friend sent me it and Uh I got, it It was like firefighters and their lives and stuff. It was me. I was like, when I couldn't read anymore and I I set the book down, I just set it on. And thank God I had that because... Yes, um, you needed that. Yeah. I don't know for you guys, but see with COVID and you guys, did you have a limited visiting situation? in Or was that easier for you guys? Um...
1: Yeah, it was limited visiting. When I was quite ill, uh, that was 17 years ago, yeah. um, my family and friends wouldn't come to visit me because they were scared. They oh, would no. give me something because my my um yeah. mm, my immunity was down to zero and I was in a special yeah. ward because I was having a bone marrow transplant.
2: Yeah. And,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, so I ended up in hospital with that for about three months and uh, then... Um, I had to go and come and, and I understand what you were there going through because I had the tube to be fed for four weeks and, yeah, it's and not I nice. started to eat again. I was like, um, I'm going to choke, aren't I? <laughs> you know, cause I had a, bit, a lot of, I wasn't eating for that long and yes, I did. I lost quite a lot of weight at that time. And um, so I really related to what you were just saying there.
0: You know? Yeah, and that's at the a, part yeah. where
1: you were away from reading on that and writing. I ended up away from publishing or having my next book published for eight years, and that was horrendous. And people must have been wondering where the hell, where where the heck where where the heck is Marianne Curley? I, I think
0: every, yeah. I think everybody for like forgets because we get into such a routine in publishing where we put out a book and then they expect almost like the next year for the next one to be yes. out, or like yes. six months depending on where you're publishing at.
1: Oh, or, or what books you're writing? Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, and and I. I was speaking with friends. I have friends in Holland. I'll try that again. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, here in the UK, they they have like a set number of books they have to release a year. Like they don't get a choice. So to me, I just couldn't imagine like they are given a, a line that they write for and they have to come up with books for that line for that year and they don't get to write different things. And I never could get my head around that because I love writing different things. I mean, yeah, I wrote yeah. a book with Norse gods in it and then I went away and I wrote about wrestlers and falling in love with the right. industry and the dangers right. of right. that. Um, So for me, like, I could never imagine that. And when I was laid yeah. up this entire, like, because I got laid up at COVID because they put me in lockdown in COVID.
1: Oh, yeah, right. I got yeah, locked up, you cool. know, lockdown
0: and all that isolation yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, I couldn't write. I never realized how much people inspired me. Like, mm-hmm. I loved writing in cafes and in the car, and I would yeah. listen to people, and nice. I would write sitting in doctor's waiting rooms. I was terrible. I had a notebook, and I'd be like this, you know, just just writing away. And yeah. when I got put in isolation, it was like somebody just, like, stole all my characters from me. I was like, what? what is this? This, this is crazy. I couldn't yeah. write, and... Yeah, this, yeah. Because no one year, there. Like, I've mm. learned that you know the characters will come to you when they're ready, and you just gotta go with the flow. You can't You've gotta work
1: them. within your means, don't you?
0: Yeah, and I mean, I've I've learned so much, and I've I get to like have conversations with you and all these other amazing authors that's going to be coming over the sh- on the show over the next uh, few weeks. I'm I'm recording like crazy, but oh, excellent! It, that's good. It's amazing because. When I got in the business, the first thing I did was I started connecting with people and talking to people, mm. and the the writer that actually got me into the business was Debbie Galori, who's yeah. the pure dead magic author from Scotland, um, right. I remember my mother, my mother was dyslexic, and she actually was reading these novels to me when I was a kid in the hospital. Oh. And I always remember her funny voices when she was trying to do the monsters and stuff because she <laughs> tried to distract me from the fact that there was absolute chaos going on around me at all times. Right. But it was like, Even for mum. me, I think, as a, I get it, both sides of it now. Like, I understand the author and the commitment and the, yeah. the it having to be a way of life. And then I also get the reader side yeah.
1: of it now. It's um, complete, uh, can take over your life completely. Um, yeah. And Because when you're not actually sitting and writing, you have that notebook and you are thinking a lot. I used to take notes um, while I was brush, brushing my teeth and sometimes yep. I'd go, I'd fall asleep and then I'd wake up at 2 in the morning and go, wait a minute, excuse me, love, and i will turn the light on and I'd be writing again.
0: <laughs> my hobby actually has a routine of I will sit up like, it's almost like The Undertaker. Right. I just sort of like sit up, like almost dead straight and I will read and I will start trying to put something on my phone. And mm-hmm. he just puts his arm out like the seatbelt thing and he just puts me back down and he goes, Sleep <laughs> This really rough Scottish accent. Sleep. <laughs> and we've been together fourteen years and he he never got used to the writing stuff. Um, But bless me, bless him! If I have to do a book tour, he's the first person driving me anywhere.
1: Oh, okay. okay. And so
0: he's heard—I mean, he's heard more about my books than I think my readers have. He knows Uh all my characters. In fact, he does not like—he doesn't like romance at all. So it was hilarious (laughs) taking this very sort of amazing biker on these romance trips where he would get surrounded (laughs) by women and old women uh, (laughs) talking to him about how amazing it must be to live with me. And he's like, no, (laughs) it's not. I know every inch of her book and back. I know the next one. She's written it in the car. You know, so, yeah, bless him. But he's not. He read read my book, Carla, which was my first YA fantasy. and he is so honest and I love him for that and he turns to me and he goes could we not just like skip the first hundred pages only got interesting at 101 and I was <laughs> like
1: that could have been a good um
0: he would make a fantastic editor you know?
1: feedback yeah. oh yeah and I mean
0: and he said your jokes only kind of got interesting at page 110 I had <sighs> notes from him you know this book's been published yeah. for over a year he finally reads it, and oh. he's sitting there giving me. No, and I thought, does other you know authors' husbands do this to them, or is this just me?
1: I think everyone's husbands are different. <laughs> my um, my husband has has his own uh, passion. Um, he's into ancestry, and oh. he's uh, yeah, he's even done a lot of my ancestry, and I just don't have that same passion. as I would rather be. Doing my writing, my books, and the ancestry is very involved. It's and so yeah. is writing. So we we both uh we've been married for oh I don't know I don't remember forty years
0: something. Well, that's a sign um, of a good marriage if you can't remember when you got married. Because my no, husband uh, uses that joke all the time. I mean, we got married in fifteenth of November last year, and it had gotten postponed yeah. about I think it was like eight times or something because of COVID. Oh. Like every time oh yeah, COVID he... made it hard. Oh yeah, they kept closing everything down and all the yeah. rules were ridiculous. You could only have
1: a few guests, etc.
0: Exactly, yeah. and finally we get married. Oh. And he has not remembered the date since then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, goes... that's a typical man. Sometimes... Oh, sorry men. <laughs> but,
0: well, you know, <laughs> but but here's the that thing. That. men never mean. remember dates and then they're like, we're all like, it's such and such a day and he goes okay and then if you were to ask him a week from now no it's it took not a it took priority just to remember my birthday so
1: that's like a good character There might have yeah, to, we'll have to, have to we'll have to
0: steal that we'll have to put that we'll to one in the next one, book we yeah. <laughs> might have to, to share that, that one <laughs> oh yeah you, you can have that one
1: <laughs> fair enough
0: I don't, I don't think enough. it would quite work for a wrestler who forgets dates and, and wrestling I think you would get you'd uh, get sacked for that <laughs> I think in um, so writing no. you can
1: make almost anything work really yeah, you can. as long as you give them that background and they and, and it fits and it suits and sometimes it doesn't suit but you know it's just that's what fiction is about isn't it you
0: yeah, can create you your really, own character and Explore things. Like I say it's like exploring life. It's like I mean when I was growing up I wanted to be a wrestler. And I mean it was like wildly known. I was a dancer. I I'm very good on a microphone. I'm very good with people (laughs) the crowd. Um I was I was terrible in that regard. I would I was the girl that could cut you know, I could do a promo, as they call it in wrestling, or a, or a speech, in, you know, mm-hmm, and yeah. I would have the entire crowd fired up in a few seconds. But I could also <laughs> make every boy around me and every wrestler around me feel so uncomfortable within two minutes. Oh. Um, because oh, I just okay. I have a talent for the gap. And it was so funny. I, mm. I hung out with wrestlers uh, for a weekend in England. And I had a bo- one of them uh, came up to me and he goes, I hope I'm never across the ring from you if you've got a microphone. He said, there's no way I could keep in character if I was standing across from you. And I said, is that a good thing? Or a bad thing? And he goes, <laughs> yeah. he goes, if you'd been a wrestler, there'd been a lot of women that would have been out of jobs. You're just oh, too okay. annoying on the microphone. So, I took that as a compliment, and I just was yeah, like, "Yeah, yeah,
1: that's the best way to take that one." Yes,
0: yeah, so I'll just take that as compliment. So every yeah. time I I do um, interviews or podcasts or stuff like that, yeah, I always get no. comments on, "Hey, that was a bit, you know, you were just straight to the point there and a bit brutal." And I'm like, "Well, it's what's the point in having a conversation if you're not going to be honest with somebody?"
1: No, no, that's correct. Yeah,
0: and I I did that with. Um, Deborah harkness I went to her uh-huh. book signing in Glasgow, and she was talking about being a professor and a writer, and I stood up and I asked her one of these hardest questions as a writer. And I said, How do you disconnect from your characters? At the end um, of the day. Yeah. And she didn't have an answer for me.
1: And at that the end of the good. signing,
0: I think she clocked I was a writer, because at the end of the signing, she took me aside and she goes, you're an author, aren't you? Because <laughs> she just knew yeah. it was like it was like we clicked, and she's like,
1: "Yeah."
0: All her questions are going to be hard because <laughs> he's one of us, gonna. And it was it was the she's best. She got
1: insight.
0: Yeah, it was the best signing I'd ever. One of the best signings I've ever oh, been to. Jane. The only other person that I um I really connected to at a signing was Rachel Kane, the late. Oh. Rachel Kane. Yeah, I like Rachel. She was. By, by far, she told me I needed to be in the writing industry. She, she'd never read anything of mine, and we were sitting, and I, I had sort of, like, almost seen through a lot of her little tweaks and turns in her series, The Marvel Vampires, yeah. and I totally surprised her by saying, you do realize you have a plot hole here, right? And I'm not mm-hmm. going to say what the plot hole is in case I spoil it for other fans out there, so I won't okay. say it. But she looked at me twice... And then she looked at her husband and she went, nobody's ever noticed that before. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I went, oh. And she she went back and she told her editor and her editor hadn't even noticed it. Uh-huh. So I think because like wow, I had grown up with the reading of it and then also writing, I had been able to see where mm. she had either closed her computer and gone to work or she'd been mm. distracted and she just dropped. Little tiny bit, right. and she never, she never had a plot hole after that.
1: Ah, very so I good. I think it
0: stuck <laughs> with her forever. And she oh, always wow. said to me, "She's like, I really hope I get to sit at a panel with you someday." That was <laughs> That was one of our shared yeah. dreams. Was because she goes, "Your characters are just like, particularly mine, are very kind of they can be obnoxious to each other." because we're not nice to each other all the time that, that's my um my experience so I bring a lot of reality into my writing and she really liked that she thought it was uh she found it funny because she was like oh she said I, I seen the double nudge nudge she did there and like you know she used to send me little notes and stuff like that so um and we had a lot of Twitter conversations over the years So. You know, I mm-hmm. loved her. And I actually wish, like this is leading into our next conversation topic, was who do you wish you had more time to sit and enjoy and read more of?
1: More time to sit and enjoy?
0: Yeah. Or like, like a, what I would... Yeah, like what, what, like what, a, what, or what author like series would you want to sit and enge- sort of enjoy it more read it more if you had the time?
1: Um, You mean books?
0: It can be books. It can be shows. It can be right. Okay.
1: So, what I'd like. Ah, oh, well, I like going would like to go out to a coffee Get a coffee more often at yes. a cafe. I'd like that. I don't do that as much, especially with COVID, because, um, well, as you'd understand, and probably most of my readers that. Know that I've had that immun, you know, you whatever. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's no, very hard too. to say.
1: Yeah, health conditions. You know, yep.
0: That's yep. it.
1: Um, I, and in the last two years, three years, I haven't been able to go out very yep. much. So that would be a joy to be able to just not think about. Oh, do I have to wear a mask here? And do I have to be careful? Mm. You know, mm. um, do, do all these it's things. my next would, COVID jag. Yeah, had yeah. to take for granted. I also I do get quite envious of my friends um, who can go to a cafe and do their writing and I can't do that. Uh, not just for COVID, but uh, also because I, I of my back condition and I uh, can't really sit in a hard
0: chair for very long.
1: So I have am the same, things. I'm
0: the same. I, I yeah. have an armchair that I, I pop my feet up and, and I go for it. Yeah. Um, and then like half an hour later, I'm like, oh yeah exactly I feel no. I mean um I'm only everybody happy, has... but I'm sure 90 you know and and hubby's like trying to get me out the chair you know um so no I I, I, I get that uh, yeah it's... So, yeah that
1: would that would be nice if I could just not think about it and just get in get in the car and go to favorite cafe and just have a nice coffee with friends what about
0: books do you think there's like a particular author out there that you haven't had a chance to read that you would actually sit well, and <laughs> Oh, I know.
1: There's too many. I haven't had
0: a chance to read, to be honest.
1: I have <laughs> um But just specifically, uh, pick one would be impossible. I just, uh, there's just too many. Um, and there's some, look, there's a lot of readers, books that I've read, of writers, sorry, that, I read ten, fifteen years ago, and they've written 20 books since, and I haven't had a chance to read any of those. You know, like yeah. um, um, like uh, Jessica Shervington, she's an Australian, she wrote these books, um, the Violet, Violet Eden Chronicles.
0: Oh, right, yeah, I think I know the ones.
1: Violet right. Eden Chapters, I think they're called. Yeah. They were five books. They all started with an E, <laughs> and um, I well, loved the one they one I so them. They were so good. <laughs> and then she wrote more and um since then and I haven't had a chance to read them. So yeah, some that would be nice. Catch up with but, all writers I have read their books and haven't had a chance to read since.
0: Yeah, I must so, I must admit I'm the same, like I've got all yours. Right? And yeah, I, I tend to if I fall in love with an author's book, that's it. I will buy every single one that they put out. Yeah. And I did it with Celia Reese and then I read Wish House and yeah. I was like, oops. <laughs> I, got, I loved every book until I got to Wish House and I was like oh okay, this is not like anything she's written before and um, I don't understand it and it's a kid's book
1: interesting. and what was it?
0: Uh, um, it was this weird sort of 70s one where this girl was going to this house and uh-huh. she falls in love with an artist and then it gets really confusing because she really goes into art and I, she what? lost me she totally Rock. lost with it but okay. it was a sort of more it was exploring different types of love and mm. 70s era and all about free love and it got mm. very very confusing for me mm. when i think about authors that i love to read more of you yeah. are one of the top people because i never get to just i've actually started introducing you to my little sister um sky yeah. I, oh i love her and she <laughs> is so hungry for the fantasy worlds. And yes. I just love, I love um, sharing. She loved your book. She read it within oh, like a couple great. of days and that was her. She was oh, like, I want they're... all of them. And I'm like, yeah. oh, i got to go on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really feel like
1: I could have had, I had much more books written, but those eight years I i couldn't. I was the f- yeah. just getting my... um being able to get my mind conditioned to, my, to the yeah. med, even medication. Was, there were times I would just plop down on my computer because I'd mm-hmm. fallen asleep. So that took a while. And uh, when I came back to the publishing industry then, it had changed so much. Yeah. Uh, I had to reinvent myself in a way, and that's when I brought out the um, uh, hidden, um, broken and fearless. I was... Yeah. Uh, very blessed to have them come out um after i and i proved to myself that i could still write books in this new age of you no know, writing it was digital it was it was uh audio there was all these new factors had come into yeah. publishing and uh there were self-published books now mm-hmm. and uh, that put a lot of um a lot out more flooded the market with a lot of good books and yeah, uh, um, yeah. Different books, you know, so it made it harder to get published again. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I said, I was blessed. I, my publisher Bloomsbury uh, Publishing they took on, they did, they published me again, it was great. And then, um, now I, you know, I, I was right then, I felt like I can do it again, I can do it again. Um, it's I'm a all a right confidence
0: now. <laughs> too. Yeah, Well,
1: like, yeah, it was, it was yeah. definitely confidence that had been completely yeah. thrashed. At that point, yeah.
0: Because, I mean, nowadays, there's there's almost like three levels of publishing. There's what they call the self-publishing level, and then the independent publishers, and then you've got what they call mainstream publishing. And I yes. always call the mainstream publishing, like, the, the forbidden door. If you get through the door, yeah, great, you're amazing. You've got a chance to always be published. But for the ones that are underneath there... The struggle that they have just to get their book it's even very noticed is yeah. is insane it's insane it's very hard yeah i mean i know that struggle because i've i've worked with so many independent authors i've worked in independent oh, companies yeah. and it's real because you've got to know social media you've got to know your yeah, marketing yeah, and yeah, it's it's yeah. such a, a more it's, it's,
1: yeah you've got to publicize growth. yourself
0: yeah yeah, yeah. now that, so that takes a lot of to time too That yeah.
1: It takes a lot of time off a writer, you know, yeah. from a writer, you know, because that's what you just want. I just want to write and I don't want to,
0: have to yeah.
1: actually, you know, find, say self-publishing, you know, to do all that, yeah. um, to get the book prepared and ready and, and put it out there and advertise it and set up our medias and, and keep keep the advertising going. Um, yeah. It takes work. It takes away... Months out of your writing, um, well, and it did me a lot of people for
0: me. Do more yeah. than one a year because it's. It, and it, I think a lot of the readers just assume yeah. that when you put a book out, that's it. That's all you have to do. But it, mm. it's so much um, more than that.
1: There is a lot more to do. Yeah, yeah. and
0: I mean, when I got in the business, was um, I started working with a guy called Joey Legend, who was one of the oh. most famous wrestling trainers in the world.
1: Okay, and he's got a wrestling name, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, he does. Joey <laughs> You know, I learned so much from him. The amount of times we would sit on Zoom and argue over character flaws. (laughs) Or he would argue with me about, no, you can't just slap him because that's not going to work. Um, You know, we got a a period of time where we could just write. And then it was like non-stop me and him just booking constant media stuff. And You know, he's in Germany, I'm in Britain and it was just Mm. like trying to find time to work together, me going to wrestling shows, doing stuff with him there, then me leaving. And it was such a demand on our our series that we got to five books and we stopped. We stopped at five. And I can tell you there's thirty six that we planned. We planned the whole series out. We planned everything out. And we've never gotten beyond five. Uh, yeah. it's, it's just so much. And then, mm-hmm. well, he uh, got both his hips replaced. Um, so he was out for a while. Oh, gee. And then I fell ill. <laughs> so ah. we've, been, we've been gone for three years, both of us. Oh, gosh. Um, but I, I kept going. I had um, an independent publishing book that I put out in 2019. Okay. It was good. just, it was like this young company was just starting out. They wanted to right. under, you know, do something with underrepresentative voices. I'm oh, really about yeah. doing that, about showing that disabled good. people you can do stuff just because you get a, a diagnosis that's going to be with you for the rest of your life. You can still go yeah. ahead and do stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and that was really important to me because I didn't see authors like myself growing uh-huh. up. Because to me, authors were these magical best-selling people that traveled the yeah. world there was almost like a mythology about authors oh right? definitely
1: untouchable
0: yeah, yeah untouchable exactly mm-hmm. and it was almost like when I started in the business I still had that mythology in my head so I had to almost learn mm-hmm. from the ones that would take the time to sit and talk to me mm-hmm. that you know the mythology doesn't exist anymore you know it, it, this yeah. is a totally different world different reality. And I had to have the same conversation with Joe. I had Jeez. to sit him down and say I, I'm <laughs> going to, we call it breaking the fourth wall. I'm like I'm going to break the fourth wall with you and explain oh. how this works. Okay. And it, I, I almost felt like I was telling a child that Santa Claus didn't exist. Just watching yeah. him deflate. Yeah. And it's crazy because like, yeah. that's another reason I'm doing this because there's so many young writers that are in universities that are trying to get their degrees
2: mm-hmm.
0: that are so hungry to be in the business but they have no mm-hmm. idea the level of commitment it takes
1: mm-hmm.
0: like I'm yeah, sitting here yeah. at, at one o'clock in the morning having a podcast conversation with you is that what I'm, time it is is it yeah and because <laughs> oh, I love this business I love books I love you know this <laughs> this is my life yeah. Um, I know wrestlers who've done podcasts at three o'clock in the morning because they're passionate about their business. Doesn't mean that yeah. I couldn't talk them because you know, I can, yeah. and I would quite happily sit across from them and, and we have a banter situation. Because when you're when you get involved with wrestling, it's like a fraternity. You get yeah, to like I bet. A, yes. a society that, that once mm-hmm. you're in, you're in, and you never leave. Um, mm, and it was a okay. bit like that. I got sucked in, um, so now I I can turn to them and say, "I know you're, I know you're lying through your teeth," <laughs> and I have said that to some of them, and they just look at me as if to say, "Did she just say that to me?" <laughs> they get all they oh, everyone gets offended right because Scottish. I don't care. I just oh, no, your
1: you know? accent's awesome. I can understand it.
0: <laughs> exactly oh you should see some of the conversations i have with american uh, different americans um mm-hmm. do not get my accent so i sometimes I'm have to switch it, it really isn't that yeah um, <laughs> it's not, it's, so growing up it's, i had to learn that it was weird i had to learn yeah. to disconnect my accent Oh. Um, wow. and it helps me with public speaking i must admit okay. i i I nice. did drama club. My mother forced me into drama as a child. As I think yeah. every mother puts their sure child through that at some point.
1: Confidence. It gives them confidence, it gives the child confidence.
0: It certainly didn't with me. Um, oh, didn't it? No. Oh, no. Was, it
1: did with my daughter.
0: <laughs> I'm okay in a room full of strangers, right? No problem. You stick any family in front of me and I have to do something and I crumble. Wow,
1: that's because right.
0: it's family. And family are going to talk to me afterwards. So my attempts at comedian stuff over the years has kind of gone flop because I have quite a dark sense of humour. It's weird because it led me down this road. It led me down to the characters that that I've uh, I've created, which some say, you know, um, having twin sisters turning on each other and publishing diaries Mm -hmm. to the world is a bit cruel.
1: Oh, um, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had it's twin sisters to each other's diaries like, hello, um, my yeah. sister was up to this the other night. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, so yeah. I thought it was, that was my series. And I, I really enjoyed the idea of jumping into tension and drama from the get-go yeah, right. okay. and having that both twins, both have love triangles. So wow. it's almost like I'm juggling six boyfriends. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) But they're all different. They weren't each other's.
0: No, no. You know, she's got two and she's got two and it's just a little party going on. Yeah, right. But trying to remember all that is very difficult. Mm -hmm. So when I did mine, I gave gave them all their own books. I thought, that's the easiest way to do this so that I don't have to juggle everybody. And it
2: turned out
0: to be... Um, a lot of individual authors have said it's the first time they've seen it done in a way that we have diary entries, so you're getting inside their mind, but you're also getting a third person perspective so it was two different writing styles that I had to kind of like sandwich together, and it was was probably the biggest challenge of my life but it is the most fun, because you can honestly come up with absolutely anything (laughs) Yeah. And in wrestling, anything is possible, which is what I love. You know? Fair enough. That's and your thing. In, yeah, and it, it's great because this is a girl who's totally out of her world. She's a dancer. Mm. She ends up in wrestling. <laughs> and then, you know, she's like, wait, I was like this famous dancer, and now I'm standing <laughs> on a stage in front of thousands of people, and I've got to wrestle somewhere? <laughs> No. It's just a total fish-out-of-water um, situation. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. people say I have a lot of humour in my book. I never wrote the book with humour in it.
1: It was natural, though, you see. It was so it natural. You humour humor into the characters.
0: Yeah, but that's a great voices. thing. You can do that. You can almost, like, yeah. walk into that situation of humour. Mm-hmm. And that's a trick that I picked up with writing. Mm-hmm. And I think I, – I was talking about this the other day with someone – if you try and put the jokes in, like she was coming up with jokes and then she was trying yeah. to write the jokes into the story, you can't
1: forcibly do that. No,
0: it, it just doesn't it won't work. work. No, yeah. I didn't know if you would agree with that because, like some no. some authors, are like, no, you've got to plan the pranks and you've got to plan the jokes. Oh, I,
1: okay. No, I don't plan the pranks. I I plan my books. I plan my chapters. Um, uh, the dialogue is more something that I don't plan. No. Um, I know where it's going, and uh, and I know who my characters are, where they've come from, what happened to them when they were I don't, I, youngsters, and uh, where they want to go with their lives. That that's just knowing your your characters, and then they you put them together, and you know where you want them to go, and where they you want them to end up, and you want them to do. But the actual uh, when they get together and they talk to each other, that sort of just flows
0: yeah and I, I think it that's, that's out, the way it works that. for me too yeah because yeah. when we sat we never thought of doing 36 books I can tell you that now I don't think any author yeah. sits down and says we're gonna write 36 books it doesn't work out like that
2: No, particularly not. for us
0: it was just because these characters worlds were so huge yeah. right. it, it, we realized that Every, It was literally becoming a tree. They were branching mm. off and going in their own directions. And it really was becoming, I would say, like a forest. It really was just a forest mm-hmm. of different lives. And a total world of its own. Mm-hmm. But we'd find it chapter by chapter. We would sit okay. and we would say, right, what do we want to happen in Are this world? No, and not. then we would break the chapters down. And then yes. Muggins here, because you know, I'm the writer. I would have to go and write this the chapters and then chapter by chapter I would send it to Joe who would read it yeah. and then he would send me his feedback and then I'd have to rewrite those chapters and then go back yeah. to it. and it was it was a it was trying. It was really trying to work. Tedious.
1: So I bet. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I can understand why it can be really hard to co author with somebody when you're not in the same country. Oh, it
1: must be. I do see it occasionally, you know. There are yeah. some very uh like husband and wife teams out there, and I've seen a, co- a couple of those, and and just two women who, whether they're in relationships or they're just good friends or they just um, well, decided to write a book one, together, yeah. you know,
0: yeah. yeah. But I um, mean, I, I don't know how they don't kill each other. Yeah, I mean, it,
1: it the would be hard, I
0: and Joe would sit swearing at each other, was like just 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 completely. And I mean, we're both big personalities too, so. Yeah. There'd be times that my husband that, would walk in and he'd be like, what are you <laughs> arguing about? And it would be something stupid. It would be like a flower. Yeah. What flower was she supposed yeah. to get? And it would be a, a half an hour argument over a flower. Yes, yeah, that, that's stupid, very tedious. You know? But it You've was, it was of, what made it.
1: It's the a lot of decisions to make in a in book.
0: Yeah, and it, yeah. It, I do you think that you would ever co-author with someone? Or do I don't. You think,
1: oh, I think I could, but... Um, in the way that maybe I would do a draft and then hand the draft over to someone. Yeah. Um, You know, like that I knew very well. (laughs) Um, Rather
0: than planning it from the get-go and working.
1: Well, maybe plan. You you could plan it, but um, I think there'd have to be one person to actually write the the draft first.
0: Yeah, and then work. Uh, And then someone else
1: to maybe put their input in, add a chapter or two, but just try to keep the, the flow similar. It, that would be very hard. I think it would be um, a difficult thing to do unless, you know, unless that's the way you're going to co-author. You know.
0: Yeah. I've I mean, heard I've of those, a, couples I mean, that do working, um, you know,
1: chapter by chapter eight. What was that? Um,
0: I've Richter? seen her working incredibly well with, like... Yeah, yeah, it does. You know, Jay Kristoff, he, he co-authored with, with people Doesn't. in Australia. Yeah, um, right, yeah. Okay. He's, he's he's very oh. interesting guy oh, like because he, he hates doing anything with anyone he, he is a very lone wolf kind of soul mm, yeah I respect sure. him for that because I am too I don't I don't like socializing with people even though I'm very sociable in person I mm. actually like it when I close the front door <laughs> and it's just my house and my yeah oh, of course <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know I don't yes. get these people that have people in their houses all the time I I would go mad like yeah
1: yeah you gotta have a set set, set of writers, privacy don't you
0: I think as, as writers, we do have that way of where we like to just sort of pull away and have our quiet time and our time to ourselves I, and close the doors, you know? Oh,
1: absolutely. I've got to have that to write.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, I, mean, it,
1: I used to be able to write with three little kids running around, but now I'm sort <laughs> a bit older and I like the quiet.
0: I know. I mean, I'm 33. I've not done the kids yet. So. No, no. Well, you. Oh, no. You know, I, I, I do dread that in a little bit. I'm thinking, am I ever going to write a book while the kids are here and, and. The answer to that will probably be yes, but it'll be oh, like would, you'd,
2: you'd night, it will be like,
0: you know, you'd fit it <laughs> in.
2: But <laughs> um, um, de- dedication,
0: I'm um, too dedicated to give oh, it is. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's um, because
1: that's what writing is it's uh, it's part, it's such a ingrained part of your life that yeah. you would make it work,
0: yeah, right? I Just mean, like,
1: you know, I say that to you, I you, I say that to it you in. all the
0: time, like, even when I was in the hospital and i was going through what i was going through i was still writing and uh i had an agent at the time before before i left him and Mm -hmm. he could not believe i was writing while being so sick probably it didn't make any sense i went back and i no,
1: but it it helped you get through what you were going through
0: i mean it just it was like oh yeah i mean it was like two o'clock in the morning and and i was writing you know Mm. (laughs) i was like couldn't really see the keys oh. but i was writing and and the nurses i mean they they were fantastic they left me alone if they saw me writing they left me alone but no. that was like the the thing that got me through it. and i i did that from when i was i started writing stories in the hospital when i was eight years old it just was like somebody turned the time no. on um, it's
1: been in for a long time
0: yeah and it, it was it weird because my happen. my aunt was like She had my first ever story, and she picked up one of my books recently, and she goes, the difference between this story here and this story here is absolutely incredible, considering I only had half the education I should have had. Dyslexia is great. (laughs) And and it's been a challenge, but the one thing I have noticed is... For me, I've come across a lot of like publishing companies and agents that don't want to have anything to do with me because of the dyslexia. Um, yeah. So almost That's like true. I'm an ambassador trying to change the mindset of a lot of authors. Yeah. Like, it play, yeah. And it, it, you do feel like yeah. you're an ambassador nowadays. It's, it's very much like... Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've come across that, but there is agents and stuff. If you're not perfect health and you can't do all these... Certain so uh, yes, things yeah. they don't want anything to do with you, and it to me that is very want you strange.
1: Be, okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I haven't come across that, but um, I'm sure there are, you yeah. know, it doesn't it makes sense. Um, I guess if you're looking at it from their perspective, mm-hmm. you they would want you to do book signings and go on tours and the um shows, uh, book fairs, and all that. And yeah. if you're not, um, you know, in, in physically. Able, I'm sure that you know today, today it's a little different. Today, when everyone is all there's an air of tolerance, yeah, much more than there used to be, yeah. So, true. I think it would be different today, but um, yeah, at some point, there would probably still be some,
0: yeah. I mean, that's what done. I was like, I'm sort of educating as I go along. I may have a mm-hmm. disease that means that I spend a month in hospital, a year, or whatever, but. <laughs> I know that I can still write. And I think that is the most important thing that any publisher and any agent that's looking at us should look at us as writers and not as commodities that they can buy and sell. Like, let's put Mm -hmm. some humanity back into publishing and books and have it be about the work and not about (laughs) whether the person is disabled (laughs) or... Whether the person yeah, can fly can produce yeah.
1: two books a year or something. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. I don't think we should be judged on, on what our productivity, our prog- oh, there's a word I can't say tonight. Productivity. But, yeah, um, <laughs> I think that it should be about the work that we put out rather than the quantity. Yeah. It's, it's the quality nowadays, yeah. I think, is, is important. Definitely. You know.
1: oh, quality is so important.
0: So, is there an author for you that's inspired your writing? That's maybe helped you keep. Well, in the early
1: days of my writing, um, I I was there was an Australian author named uh, Victor Kelleher, and um, he wrote. By now, he's he's written a lot of books, but um, the the ones I remember that really I just love them and others. It was about your age, actually, when I started to write, and uh, yeah. he wrote these. Um, they were well ahead of the times, you know. Books um, I'm trying to remember their names: Earth, Earth, something <laughs> I'm terrible. It's okay. So, I,
0: I never remember I the think name. It's tell her, look, look him up. Look him up. And, I'm um, sure the readers will tell oh, us. Oh, I know. Um, I remember
1: now. The Parkland trilogy. That's what go. it was. Um, they were so good, and uh, they re- I would. I remember being so moved by them, and wanting to write fantasy uh, because he inspired me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the books inspired me. To, and one of his books was um, it was set in uh, prehistoric age. Oh, right. That's and uh, well, I've I've never gone there in my writing. I really want to one day <laughs> because um, I really enjoyed it, and um. And yeah, that too moved me. So you know, those are the books you kind of remember. Yeah, I also true. remember, and also was touched by. Oh, well, I loved uh, Sarah Douglas when she. I don't know if you knew her.
0: I she seen be, her in person. Uh, yeah. She
1: passed away now, but she she passed away from from cancer, I think, um, quite yeah. a few years ago. Yeah. But um, I remember her books, uh, the Axis trilogy, and uh, there were a few more, and oh, they were magnificent really big adult fantasies the first time I read an adult fantasy. And uh had so many plot points all going at the same time. Actually a lot like um Game of Thrones, you know. Um and but it was many years, many years ago. So um
0: that that must uh, have yeah, been I'm, a whiteboard moment it. if you think about it. That writer must have had a whiteboard up drawing lines. Oh definitely. because I did it too, like when I plotted the first Marie series the Marie book I had a I didn't have a whiteboard but I had this board in my I had a flat I was running yeah, with my notes on. and I just stuck sticky notes all over yeah. the wall and I'm like okay so she's gonna do this <laughs> and then she's gonna have a fight with him and like I had to because uh, yeah. it was like the twins were kind of like battling each other through the series I had to balance mm. it all so yeah I mean for, right. for the adult fantasies that, that are out now, like I don't know if you've seen the Sarah J Mass ones.
1: with Yeah, yeah, the definitely. Throne of
0: roses. I yeah, think yeah, she must I, remember.
1: I read those, actually. That. Yeah. I have read the Sarah J Mass. we had bought book out at the same time, by the same uh, publisher at the oh, time. Right.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, an she amazing. A I spirit, think too. her work is so amazing because if you look at it, she's really taken fairy tales and she's done something different with it
1: yeah um, it's yeah. almost been really like a fantasy
0: that. reader's dream like you know yeah, the, yeah. the stories that we wish that we yeah. could have told but you know and with me like learning all about the different fantasy like sort of fairy tales you know from the originals I mean I grew up with Norse mythology that was my oh, yeah so for me Shetland mm. if you ever see it it's it's steeped in Viking history there's literally any, everywhere you look has the remains of our viking culture and you know we still oh, really right you yeah. still practice it too so you've got up hell yeah. where they burn the galley and there's the big ceremonial for the year and it's our changing of mm-hmm. the you know the summer months well yeah. the months in yeah, summer. Right. and then summer dim is, is is again a big huge thing that we do for the viking culture and to me, that that was my fairy tales, and I, I love seeing people take their own life experiences and putting it into the books that they're yeah, writing, yeah. because it's keeping that alive. It's keeping that history and that, that community sense mm-hmm. alive. So for me, yeah. Uh, other than, like when I found you as a kid, I was like, okay, this is better than the stories <laughs> I'm getting told. Um, and I actually did say that. <laughs> I said that to my teacher. I'm like, why can't you yeah. you know give us somebody like this? Because uh, what the stories we were getting were just compl- didn't make any sense to me at all. It was all these um, fictional stories that we had to decipher this the hidden meanings of in English. Yes. yes and I was holding yes. up your book, going, well, at least this makes sense.
1: <laughs> I was I was an
0: English teacher's worst nightmare because like I would come in with something and be like, this book's better than what we're reading. And they'd be like, but that that's not the point of the course, Crystal. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I was always looking yeah. for books that made sense to people that didn't have the same level of understanding as everybody else. And I hated yeah. the way that we were all expected to be able to pull the same answers out of things. Okay, like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah so. That's like um yeah, but that's definitely studying the books in uh, English.
0: Yeah, so. I mean it, we yeah, never that's what... we never really learned about grammar it wasn't something we were taught um as heavily as kids are now because i've been back as a learning support teacher and it was crazy to me i'm sitting there going wait there's like grammar stuff that they're throwing at me that i've never even heard of before (laughs) (laughs) and i'm looking at the kid and the kid's teaching me (laughs) and i'm supposed to be helping the child i'm thinking yeah wow i'm an author and i've not heard of this but I also learned oh, the yeah. hard way that, you know, there's Australian grammar and then there's American grammar and there's English um, grammar. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's more a, um
0: different
1: there's slang in countries too that yeah. have this you know, their words that it's different. You know, I think I, that's that's the uh, way When All Magic after. first came out in, When All Magic first came out in the US, there was actually the publisher actually did um like an ep, um Appendix, like a oh, is right. that word? Yeah. You know, where yeah, there End- were like a yeah, fifty words that were pulled out and explained in US lingo and language, which I could I was like really uh taken back by that because you know, I mean really? Yeah, you, you sit there and you, <laughs> think, that you think that different you, you, but anyway,
0: that might yeah. Right? I remember yeah. my first book being published and my hubby pointed to me and said, What's American English?
1: <laughs> and that yeah. was the
0: first time I had any clue that there were yeah, really those different yeah. versions.
1: And the UK and.
0: And he was just like. Well, Australia
1: and the UK are very uh, similar.
0: Otherwise. Yeah, we. I mean, but that's. The slang, slang is a little different. But I think it's Commonwealth, you know, because the Commonwealth connection, I think that's why we yeah, can try and, yeah, and, keep, yeah, a, and keep it yeah, similar. But be. it's like a totally different world when you go to the US side and you're like. I yeah. honestly, when I write my stuff, I have an English version and an American version. Well, fair enough, yeah. Because it, otherwise, you just you just can't do it. It's just yeah, no, it's crazy. You flounder. We're going to yeah, go into the writing portion of this podcast, and we're going to talk about how Marianne got into her darker characters. What inspired her to take her characters? um of old magic back to sort of the fairy tale time period um and mm-hmm. you know what inspired her to choose that specific setting in time to uh to put her books in and i think it's a question i i know quite a few readers have wanted to ask what made you oh. go to that time period in with old magic in old
1: magic um it's funny uh it wasn't a a huge thought that went into it. It was just, um, I just liked medieval times and I really was interested in that history. Yeah. And um, I knew there were problems with um, the Scottish and the British uh, and and so I wanted to find a castle in medieval times that was near a Scottish border.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, So... I did some research and uh came up with that time, the twelve hundreds or some point like that. And uh, around then and uh um I found uh the the area I wanted to set it in and and it all came together. Um but I wanted to keep a real realistic feel in it, like realism in the fantasy. Like or bring fantasy and realism, blend them together yeah. so that no. And I thought the best way to do that would be to travel in time, take these today, present day characters and put them in a medieval period.
0: Yeah, I mean, I must so admit, it's it's I, when I read it and I was reading it, I never expected the time travel twist because I'm not somebody that reads the book. <laughs> really? I'm awful. I pick up a book based on what the title is and the first uh-huh. page. And if it's like good enough for that i will sit and i'll, I'll read the whole thing um so okay i'm like eight years old when i read that and yeah i was i was a bit late getting started and i read it oh. and i literally i couldn't not read it more than once i i think i've read it about 12 times oh wow and it's it's a Amazing. book that like if i'm really down and i have two books Gee. i go to when i'm really down I go to the Horse Whisperer, or I go to Old Magic.
1: I've read the Horse Whisperer. I've said I think the book everyone too. has.
0: It's like, and it's totally different from yeah. the movie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. When yeah. I read it the first time, I never actually made it to the end because I never wanted the sad ending part that I'd seen in the movie. Oh, so when I read Sam. the ending, I was like, No, <laughs> this is worse than <laughs> the movie. What? <laughs> what are you doing? I.
1: Oh. I don't like stories with animals in them that where the animal doesn't survive. I, know. I, oh. I
0: can't handle that anymore. I've never written one. <laughs> I've never been able to write one. I've, I'm doing one right now with, um, it's about a wife who actually uses horses to help disabled children come out of their shells. Them. So she runs this farm, but she ends up fostering kids. And oh, okay. we, to me it was it was really important that I wrote it because it's something that I had known works really well for autistic children, but people don't know anything about okay. it. So sometimes I think no. as authors we can almost like crack open a door that people wouldn't yeah. otherwise see and mm. let them see that there's more to life or more options out there. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. And
0: I couldn't I couldn't do anything to the horse. I had to ride it without hurting the horse at all. And it was so hard. Oh, I know hard. The feeling. It really no was. I know the feeling. Um, but, yes. yeah, the romance really came through. Well, some people can do it. Some... <laughs> I couldn't. I mean, I'm a horse rider. Really? I, I grew up with horses. I have full certificates in right. horse riding. So yeah. I knew how to, like, lunge a horse and connect with a horse and get a horse to follow you around like a dog. Yeah. Um, and oh
1: gee it,
0: it's an amazing experience and when i worked at the writers uh, right horse riding for disabled people it's a bit yeah. of a mouthful rda as they call it here um mm-hmm. it was the most amazing thing because i was seeing people that were completely crippled completely coming to life just by being oh. around the horses mm-hmm. going in and petting be them lovely. Yeah. riding them i mean i i and I was riding, I watched a guy go from being in a wheelchair, who refused mm. to walk. He didn't want to learn to walk again. Oh. And Gus, our horse, Three. our big horse, he slobbered like a St. Bernard's. Honestly, you got a free shower every time you went by you. Just slobbers. <laughs> I know, it dog like that. Everywhere. You knew where Gus had because you could yeah. follow the slobbers, right?
1: I oh just got
0: this guy to stand up and take his first steps for the first time in twelve years.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. That that was the
0: that was what really made me want to start mm. doing stories that horses are featured in that really change mm. the dynamic.
2: That'd make horses. a great story.
0: And that's where I'm going. Right. But <laughs> whether I get there in the next fifty years will be a different story. But to me, it's a, it's a passion. Um, however, I think I'm pigeonholed with wrestling for now. But I will eventually get get into the horse side of things. But yeah, to me, mm. I I was really inspired by Old Magic. Um, in fact, when we had to do our writing exam for high school, and that was how they would do right. what our English level was. Your story inspired me to do uh, a piece where the girl sneezed and she ended up flying back through time. <laughs> and it was just simple it was a, such a simple story oh my gosh she sneezed. was walking along the street and she sneezed and looked up and she was standing in the middle of this battlefield <laughs> with highlanders oh wow and my English teacher went you totally <sighs> missed the point of the assignment I don't know, like, oh, really.
1: but I really like the story but she laughed fair enough
0: so I think, I think that. sometimes if you can win people over with the story, they'll for they'll forget the reason you were supposed to write.
1: It's a good point there. So yeah. for you, yeah. when
0: you write your books, is it like a jigsaw puzzle, or is it is it more like a movie?
1: For no, you? Um, yeah. no I, I I visualize my scenes. Mm-hmm. They they're like a movie. They'll come in one. like I do have my plan. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't deviate sometimes because that's what my characters will do. Yeah. But um, they'll just see the chapter by chapter will roll through. Um, not only one go, mind you, just a couple of chapters at a time. Yeah. Or one, and then I will draft it out and then I'll go and I'll... You know, sometimes I'll just be sitting at my desk and um, just sitting back and close my eyes and I will visualise the chapter. It it's actually always always starts with the characters. Yeah. Uh, even when I'm writing down... Well a plan, it would still be, you know, the characters that would drive the story, and uh, that's how I definitely a jigsaw puzzle might confuse. I would feel a bit confused with a jigsaw puzzle. I think
0: I would by that, that. I think right that way either. I, I, I think I, a I chapter there and here and there. Yeah. So, what <laughs> so character I don't know stayed with you the most or the longest? Is there been a character that you've written that you haven't oh, quite shrugged There's... off? Or I think.
1: Most of us have had a favourite. Um, like um Ethan has been my favourite, um, from my Guardians of Time series because um he went through so much and yeah. I threw everything at him. And he, he would he stayed loyal and he um and then I even did really horrible things to him and um that. we to, all do that. Know, <laughs> he, we won't, we won't, yeah and uh he still comes through it all yeah um and and shines and i you know it was it was a close second with arccarion but i i i do yeah have my um you i do find et i do that villain um uh is out of my Avena series yeah um and And uh, it's not that I liked him, it's just that I gave... I made him a villain and this, like, a darker, as you say, darker character. But I gave him reasons to be a darker character. I mean, anyone can... You can turn into a villain if you look into their past as a character and see what happened to them as kids or Mm -hmm. growing up, or were they abused or were they... um, Or was the... There, uh, sudden, something happened, like a jealousy, and mm-hmm. could have absolutely loved one of. Them. And that's what happened with my character. He was um, uh, the angel um, Michael was had the girl more or less, yeah. and uh, he the um I've gone blank on his name, but anyway, um, that's where that character came from. His jealousy, jealousy is a big driving factor. Yeah, people will do anything if they're jealous. Sometimes, people, but in real life, so you know, yep. you put it in your character that they're going to have a foundation.
0: I mean, I, I, and, did it, and I did every
1: dark. dark character is not always all dark. They're not yeah, always.
0: Exactly. Dark. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, when I when I created Harold, he was my villain for Marjorie's world because he was like the older man who'd married her, and that was his best friend's mm-hmm. daughter. So he was he was a little bit like I was a sap. I made him a bit of an evil sap because he was he was actually genuinely in love with her, but she was mm-hmm. also part of his bigger evil plan. So he kind of <laughs> was he was stuck because he was in love with her, but he wanted his evil plan. And it was like he tore himself apart. Yes. And I love him for that because even though everybody hates him, and he sounds like a <laughs> demented he sounds like an overgrown child who never got over the, the ter- terrible, terrible twos. But everyone <laughs> loves him for the fact that he just—he he doesn't ma- He doesn't care if he's competing against his brother for her attention, or some new guy in her life. He's no. always there, and he's always trying to win her back, no matter what no. happens. And I think he's lost track. Yeah, of reality would be. He's good for her because he almost sort of Mm -hmm. like Keeps her grounded in reality And that's That was the whole reason I created him He was never meant to be They were never meant to be in love They were never meant to work They were, you know, but that was like Honestly like a little bit of a tidbit That kind of just developed And he took on his own life The other problem was he got really big (laughs) And I kept wanting to smack him with a newspaper because it's like you know, <laughs> know it's like a movie in my head and I'm trying to write this beautiful scene with her oh. and his brother oh, at a cafe, no and I've got him sort of whittering in my ear going, um, "No, I want to come in and destroy the scene," and you know I always <laughs> want to take the newspaper and just wow, you know, beat him to death with it. Um, but yeah, I think that makes I like bad guys, but I like the darker characters because. Right. I don't know what it is, but as human nature, we all really like to know what the bad guys. Why are the bad guys bad?
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: I no, I that's, that's fair enough. I mean,
1: uh, what is um, life? Or, or you know, I mean, uh, a book needs a romance. You know, I reckon.
0: <laughs> I always I think thought. that too. I and that under... romance authors. Yeah. You know, we, we can't we can't help ourselves. <laughs> so, which um, right. writing techniques have you found the most helpful? Or the ones that you've tried and you wished, why did I even try that?
1: um I've kind of found writing in first person in present tense in multiple perspectives, so I go from one character to the other. yeah, just worked for me, yeah. I was able to 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 not have to stay with one in character's voice. I can all one place, yeah. If I needed to be in two places and that character wasn't with me, the other one, I, I I was able to then write that scene from the other character, yep. and that worked for me. And I didn't want to try anything else, to be honest. And uh, I, there was so much scope that I could do with that.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, there was one book I wrote once. I had seven characters, and I went from one to another, but it was too much.
0: Yeah, it would agree. So
1: too. I had to take it down to. I took it down to three characters. Um. Yeah, so but that that's something I didn't that didn't work for me. Yeah, was having diff, that many characters saying if I was going to do that, I would have to do um like a third person narrative yeah. rather than
0: that's try a, to that's do what, fifth that's fifth. how it ended up th- that way for me because I started off writing Marie's World in first person and then I realized it just couldn't work because you've got Marie, yeah. you've got a twin sister, then you've got all these men. In their life you
1: couldn't get into their heads
0: you couldn't you you, you know and no. when I did jump between the characters what I was yes. doing was giving them their own chapter so rather than have it you know midway through the chapter jump into somebody else it was a clear sort of transition yeah. between characters yeah. that's what worked for yeah. me but right. I had tried right. so many different like so many first person techniques that right, so
1: it, just didn't, work for it
0: didn't work like I think almost yeah. as writers you've got to try as many different points of view till you find your yes. groove yes. and but then you once you get your yes. groove you know it's great it. I mean I've I'm yes. trying right now I've uh, been asked to do a book in the harlequin version of writing or in the harlequin groove and it's almost like a challenge for me because I've gotten so sick in my so ways true, you know yeah yeah like I've I've never told a story where the characters aren't clearly changing uh-huh. so I have to almost like change <laughs> the characters as I as I you know I have to learn how to switch off and not give them their own yeah, chapters, yeah. not their own books and stuff it has to be more. right yeah um and that's been a challenge I think and I've a bit. I've enjoyed Sort of stepping out into something different mm-hmm. for a change. And I think, I don't know, I think writers should try lots of different things just to like, you know, see if there's oh, other things that they can do. Especially can early,
1: yeah, even if early writing and even later
0: mm.
1: when you want to try to switch it up to something else. Yeah. You could do that.
0: Yeah, yeah of think, course. I think um, it's a good thing. I think, I think a lot, like, yeah. I find a lot of writers are scared to do things like that. But for me, yeah. it's given me a wide. Variety education in, in yeah. what I can do, what voices I can do, and what voices I can't do. So we're going to go yeah. into life now. Yeah. You know, the, the part that, that no one ever talks about is that we have lives outside of our normal oh, yes, we can, well, we're or, deep. Yeah. <laughs> so my first question is, what's the first thing you do to de-stress from editing or writing? What do you do if um, you're not connected to the computer?
1: Oh, the first thing I do is I go and switch it switch, get into my comfy chair, yes. switch the TV on and just
0: stare yes. at it
1: and watch one of my shows I love and then then it 's reading. I just yes. you know curl up in my idea. really good chair and and read, looking out at my see my backyard is a rainforest corridor, oh, wow. so um, we have a lot of bird life, we have a lot of uh, animal life yes. actually, last night we had a possum. Come to my back door and climb the screen door, and <laughs> jump on it to get my attention. Oh, Haven't no. had a possum do that for a long time, yeah. but um, yeah, just wanted something to eat. <laughs> it was hungry.
0: Yeah, we had. They're uh... yeah,
1: not supposed to feed the wildlife because they have to forage and they have to live in their own way. Like yeah, the backyard. Yeah. So the backyard is is absolutely. Um, I got a deck out there um, covered uh and i've got i get a comfy chair out there and that's where i like to read
0: yeah
1: meditate um just relax
0: yeah i think it's my favorite place i think every one of us needs that space where we go and we just disconnect i think so like i'll i i cross stitch it's like a really bad habit of mine because i grew up with Mm. a grandmother she was a professional knitter so mm-hmm. I had to know how to knit. I had to know how to sew. It was a very uh-huh. ladylike upbringing she had stalled <laughs> exactly. in me because I was I was too outspoken and I was too boisterous and she was determined to lady sure, me yes, up. What well, I You know, say. You know I, make me a lady was her her plan, and that's <laughs> like when uh, she passed a few years back, and I still to this day, like when I go to read, I think of her or. I go and I cross stitch, and that's my way of like just mm-hmm. shutting the door and putting the characters to bed. I literally say, "No, guys, like go to bed," because I used to fall asleep. And it, for me, when I go to writing mode, I open up my, I close my eyes, and I walk through a door, and it's like a globe opens up in front of me. And if oh, I wow. go down, yeah, if I go down one ramp it'll take me to one world uh, with all these characters in it. And if I walk down another round, it takes me somewhere else. And it's, it's almost like I had to build that wall to keep. Yeah. Right. Really? Yeah. I go that deep in um, and it's horrible because I will, I will miss meals. I will be like, you know, like the the (laughs) crazy scientist with the hair that's in like 50 different. That's me. you know i get so into it and my hubby will be like have you eaten today and i'll be like oh really Mm. did i i don't know what time's it and he'll be like well you started writing at 10 o'clock this morning and it's eight o'clock at night and i'll be like Uh oh no, i missed lunch and i've had like three cups of coffee and nothing else so i'm terrible for that um do well, you get into really... that sort of state where you just...
1: Oh, I have done that, yeah, but um, sometimes I have done that. But I find that, you know, I live in an area where it's... Like, my my sister is a long way away, yeah. you know, 900 mm, kilometres or miles or something. Wow. So we talk on the phone or we FaceTime. Yeah. And um, my brothers live down there and one lives even further away. Yeah. And... Um, even my kids, now uh, I had one living way, way further away in Melbourne, but um, she's finally come back to Queensland. Yeah. And um, especially also with COVID, you know, I have a few calls. And that, that does, um, that is distracting, but you want them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I want them. I want to be able to speak to my family. You know, there is writing and then there is also living.
0: Yeah. And we have to have that. So I agree with that because, I mean, my kids yeah. are like 18 hours away. So,
1: yeah, you know, right. they
0: have to get a 16-hour boat and then they have to drive down and that can sometimes take four hours. Oh,
1: yeah, because you live on that island, don't you? <laughs> yeah, they
0: live in the North Sea where they're not guaranteed to get off the island either. So it's like a roll of the uh-huh. dice sometimes for that. But I stay yeah. on the mainland of Scotland now. Um, so I actually stay along from Stirling Castle. Mm. And, wow. yeah, oh, see if you ever come to Stirling the history it's worth walking around know, and experiencing. it's amazing but I have yeah. to be around that kind of history in the culture to to really write um yeah, my hubby yeah, yeah, hates yeah. me he calls me a gypsy um sometimes because I like to be around <laughs> I'm not one of these people that have yeah. like fixed roots I like to every so often <laughs> I'll be like no. I want to move. I head, think I get that, you know. And he'll be like, "Well, where are we going this time?" You know. And I'll be like, yeah. "Well, I kind of fancy living over there," you know. <laughs> so he's <laughs> he got can used to a lot. Yeah, yeah. He just packs up the boxes oh. and goes. All right, okay. And he yeah. hates. I have a library. You can, you the viewer listeners can't see it, but uh, Marianne can see my book collection in the background. Yeah, now. yeah. I have like nine hundred books in my house. So my hobby. I thought I I thought I didn't have that book. Yeah, wow, that's a lot of books. Yeah, so <laughs> I didn't believe him, and he actually filled what our, our spare bedroom with all the book boxes oh. um, mm. when we moved house. And my dad actually put them on crates, so it's like pallets, mm-hmm. uh, to move them with a forklift, because there was that many of them. Um, so mm-hmm. I have promised to, to, to get rid of some of the books before the next house move. You do. But I'm mm-hmm. terrible, I, I, save, Very I save books because that's going to yeah. be my legacy to my kids is that when I pass, they'll have their own little library and they'll grow up <laughs> they with their it. own library and that's my thing, I yeah. want them to know authors that are being forgotten almost, so I want to pass that. Yeah. On. yeah, Like, I mean, yeah. I've, I will probably never get to read all of Shirley Kennan's books because she's got so many. Right.
1: Right. That's yeah, my yeah. goal.
0: I want to get to the end of this vampire series she's got. I don't yeah, know if she's yeah. ever going to end it, though. That's the only problem. But <laughs> I love like the idea that I can say to them, "This is all yours." Like, so when mom, mom, and dad go, yeah. the, the books will be yours. I right. I swear oh. they're going to they're going to curse me out. Because <laughs> if I've got this oh. much now, like. And I keep everyone from Liz Elizabeth Chatwick is a, a beautiful imagery writer. If you ever get the chance right. to read her, the imagery that she creates in her books,
2: yeah. you know, okay. especially you are right? saying
0: you love history, you can go yeah. really get into that time period because you you are completely yep. sucked in, and she just locks you in. And it's the Ooh. same with Catherine Cookson; you really feel like you are in that time yep. period. The language fits, yeah. everything fits yep. together, and. That's what I'm teaching my kids, and I was teaching the kids at school. Is hey, just because no. this book is like thirty, forty years old, doesn't mean it's bad. Doesn't mean it's no. not relevant. No. Actually, you'll probably learn more from that no. book than you will from this. Book, <laughs> you know, and that's what I'm sort of passing on. In the, and I'm, I'm purposely talking about Catherine in all my podcasts because oh. she's so forgotten about. She's so forgotten about. Oh, and
1: no, I, never I feel read. that way too in a lot of ways, yeah. because um, I haven't written as many books as I would have liked to. Yeah. I mean, I've got books I'm going to be writing, yeah. and I have two books that are currently. This sounds like I'm skipping ahead to the last question, but anyway.
0: Oh, don't! Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, there's no set format. We just talk. That's <laughs> the whole point of this is we talk about whatever we want.
1: What yeah. we feel like what comes up. Well, I've got two books with uh, my agent um, yeah. at the moment. Who's um, hopefully will come back with some good news about them.
0: I'm sure he and
1: will, and I'm working on one. Sorry,
0: I'm sure he will.
1: She will. She I, he will. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Maybe Sorry, he will. That's all right, and um, that's fine. And um, I have one that I'm working on now, which is nearly finished. And then I will start Guardians of Time, Book Five, and uh, um, I can't wait to get into that.
0: So, do you? Do you find it? Because I know- have uh, a plant. I know for me, like, when I close, my series is out. And I hate it. I hate writing the end of books. That's why I'm a cliffhanger book person. Oh. Do you find it hard to kind of close that, like, close the book on the characters and walk away almost? Is it? Is it hard? Very to- hard. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very hard. Um, it's also good to have a break, though. I know that. So, oh,
0: yeah. I've, I've taken a I've taken oh. a long break from Marie because if I have another tentatantum with her soon, I'm go, I'm gonna yeah. have no more hair that's brown. It's all gonna be white. So yeah, oh, that's right. Oh, oh, there's some okay, characters you just you just want to shoot, and she's one of those ones I would have quite happily <laughs> shot years ago. But wow. the fans all love her, and I I just can't shoot her. So wow. I I've well, okay. I want those officers To get to that point, I just want to take the baseball. I do. I have written the sentence. Took baseball bat and hit her repeatedly because <laughs> I didn't want to write the rest of what I she was telling me.
1: There, she has.
0: Oh she she, oh, she aggravates me. But no, I I do find that difficult doing standalones where you have to just close the book. Leave them at yeah. the end of
1: the book. And yeah, and
0: I always leave a little thread in case I have to go back.
1: In case you go back and want to. Do you, do, a, do
0: you think that they Do you think you'll do that with old magic? Do you think we'll see? Look, um, I
1: don't know. Um, it, and um, uh, my editor at the time, because I brought it up with her, and yeah, she said, um, "Look, this this book is finished. It's got a happy, end. well, I'm not going to say it. it's got an ending." <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, there, the characters are, it's just all tied up. As far as I, I mean, even though I say that, I've had writers, um, ed, I mean, sorry, readers yeah. come to me and, or write to me saying, you know, you haven't ended it yet.
0: <laughs> it, so, I mean, yeah, um, it, it did to me feel like there was so many threads that you could still explore. Oh,
1: yeah, I think it could definitely be done, Yeah, but um, whether it gets done or not is another
0: question. <laughs> I mean, I, I have um, the same feeling, like, I did summer of him, and I, st- I literally took a month to write the last words, that's the end, you know, that, wow. because wow. it it was so oh. hard for me to walk away from them, because they were such, Oh, really? it, it was a lovers, a haters to lovers oh. story for me, right. and those are the hardest for me to walk away from, because you almost don't want to because they're still kicking at each other and they're still yeah. fun to be around. They're, in your, they're still in your head. Yeah, and, I mean, I walked away and and the publisher's like, are you sure you don't want to write a quadra please these? <laughs> like, oh, wow. have their best friends fall in love. You could follow the story with them, and I'm like...
1: Oh, really? You've got a publisher who wants you yep. to write a sequel? Well, wow, that's um, I would have done a sequel for All oh Magic had I had a publisher who wanted that.
0: I, I, think I, had probably,
1: I had an editor who didn't want that, and so um, it was going to be hard to sell to them. Um, so I moved on and I wrote
0: Well, maybe, maybe for the yeah. anniversary you might get inspired to write the next one for that one.
1: <laughs> maybe.
0: I, I can see it now because she's got so much character <laughs> in her. Like she's She's got a lot left to do, I think. I think she's got a lot left to do.
1: Oh, well, I'm sure she does.
0: I, th- I think she's got more trouble to get into and cause. And oh, yeah. Riots to that was, cause. yeah. I love that, though. Like, yeah. when I read that story, it was like it was like a portal <laughs> ending for me because I could see right. so many different ways it could go. Yeah. And the fir- it was yeah. the first ever yeah. book I did a book report on as a kid. Is and that right? My opening line was, <laughs> is there such a thing as a better book than this? <sighs> And then the oh, teacher went. Wow. And the teacher went. Can you explain on that? And I said, Well, it's far more interesting than Harry Potter was.
1: Because <laughs> that's what we were reading. I take that as a compliment.
0: Yeah, because we we had. To, I almost was reading Old Magic at the same time as as we were being forced read Harry really? Potter. And oh, we God were because I mean. it was like the movies would come out, and our school would take us to see the movies.
1: Oh, yes, every school did that. But we were reading up. as
0: we were going. And yeah. I remember just thinking that it wasn't enough for me. There wasn't a real romance story there for me. And that was what I hated about it. I thought it was more, it was too action and adventure for me. And I wanted more yeah. realistic characters. A bit of yeah. And. So when I said that, I was, like, the most hated girl in the classroom because how dare I say Harry Potter was not as good. And it was the most awkward Uh book presentation of my life. I've never had a worse one in my life. But, yeah. And I still – like, I've still compared a lot of, like, the books that I've read even to this day to Mm -hmm. that book. And I think – I even said to Rachel Cain, "I was like, if I got stuck on a desert mm-hmm. island and I had to choose between Old Magic and her Morganville series, it would be Old Magic." And she mm-hmm. went, "I'm going to have to write a better series for you." <laughs> I'm she and it kind of made her determined. So um, there was a challenge. There It was a challenge. Yeah, and her library series is cracking. It, it's it's absolutely amazing. Um, mm. and I. Th- I always thought you, when she was writing, when I was reading that writing, I could hear you almost, I could somehow visualize you in that story as like the head librarian kind of thing. Almost like you were the director of the world. And I even said that to her, I'm like, are you sure you didn't just like steal Marianne Early and stick her in there somewhere? Like, And she was like, I never picked up on that. And I started pointing out things and she was like, I even suggested oh, your book to be in, in the series. I, I reckon that should be like the linchpin that gets them all out of trouble or something. Um, so yeah, <laughs> well, I was I was a very big advocate for yours. Um,
1: you were. Thank you very much for that.
0: Yeah, because it was the most very checked much. out children's book in my library for like it a was, year. Was it? Oh, I don't know if it was because oh. I kept checking it out or if it was because other people were checking But I got put on a waiting list to actually get it because I kept taking oh, it out. Um, there was only, like, two copies of your book in the island, so...
1: Yeah, right, That We all fought, over. We fought right. over it
0: a while for a while, so... Oh. And then my hubby, he just bought me a new version, because my old version literally fell apart. Oh, did he? The paper, oh, a the paper of pages me. just sort of fell out the spine. <laughs> and it was that way, <laughs> I was sitting there, I was like, no, it's... He's like, can't I'm terrible because i 'cause I'm I've always been hard on my books. I'm I am a yeah. I am i don't know most people on the show will tell oh. me, but I break spines because I get so into the book that I'm sitting oh, there wow. and I'm I'm one of these people that's reading at four o'clock in the morning and the book falls on my face and I'm asleep mm. with the book just oh. like and Hobby'll just pick up the book, put the put the little bookmark in it and set it down for me. So he's really nice that way. Um, yes,
1: very
0: good. Most people just close the book and you lose your place. Yes, yes, <laughs> but yes, he, yes. Yeah, he very does. thoughtful. And I got him into reading. He wasn't a big reader until he met me. And then oh. I opened him up to all different kinds of series. And wow, it's he, okay. He reads so much. He got really into the Warhammer Lord stories and stuff like that. Oh, so and
1: you t- got him into it?
0: Yeah, I got him into reading. Um, into reading,
1: hey, that's great.
0: Yeah. And you know, he was—he was, he was always—he's such an intelligent man as well. Yeah, but to right. me, like, it was almost like he was the he became Prince Charming to me when I caught him with a book one day reading, and I was just like,
1: <laughs> "Oh,
0: we were only together like a month or something," and I'm like, "This is the man I'm going to marry. <laughs> he's amazing. He's reading a book. I—I thought it was the best oh, thing I'd dear. ever seen. So." Um, oh, yeah but he keeps me that. grounded because he's like you can't i read four books in one go like i'll have four books on the go so i'll have yeah. one in my hand well do you, do you i
2: don't yeah. do that
0: i jump between books all the no, time no, really and, yeah because no. i have a, I have a <laughs> book that's aside from my bathtub and i have a book my, for my handbag and then i have a book beside my bed oh. and depending where i am depends what i'm reading and it drives it drives him crazy. He doesn't know how I can do it. Um, no, I don't. No, I don't. Either. I pick it up. I open it up, and I know exactly where I am. It's it's it's. I wow. think it's a cursed yeah. gift actually, because I can never forget a character. A cursed gift. yeah, four at once. I must admit,
1: I I do have my next book lined up and my next book lined up. Yeah. I used to do that all the time, but I I read a lot on my Kindle now, so they're in there.
0: It's easier. It's easier on a Kindle. Yeah. I could never. I could never easy. give up yeah. the turning of the page.
1: Oh, I love that too. But you know what happened to me? I, um, I, I can open my Kindle and it's lit, and it can be the middle of the night, yeah. and I don't have to wake my husband anymore. I can just open my book up, and it's dark, and I can just read whatever I want, wherever yeah. I, how long I want to, without waking. Sometimes he's. Taking my glasses off for me when I've fallen asleep, yeah, and close the Kindle. Um, but my husband does that too. it's yeah. become very handy. It's become handy. I, and I now have something you. like six hundred books on there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I had it for years. I, I, did, I did go the Kindle route for a long time because I was, I was an ebook published author, so I felt like I had to have a Kindle because I was ebook. Yeah, right. And yeah. Uh, I just missed the pages too much. So i Yeah, thought,
1: my, I have a daughter. I have two daughters. Yeah. One is the page turner.
0: Yeah.
1: And one is the Kindle.
0: There's always, there's always <laughs> they always want to be different. Um, I always got the, there's these torches you get now that go around your neck mm-hmm. and they don't wake your hubby. And they are fantastic. <laughs> and see, when I found, yep. I found that out, I was in heaven. <laughs> and my you hubby was right like, there. really? you're 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 reading and it's three o'clock in the morning crystal and i'm like but but you didn't know i was reading because i had the neck light on so Uh yeah it's given me so much more freedom um freedom especially (laughs) especially with studying because um with the books that we've been reading you know thomas harding can be quite a hard book to get through oh yeah so yeah a lot of the stuff that i've read this year was a slog it it was the problem. Wow. It was a slog because you have to read it. Yeah. There's no, there's no walking away from it and coming back later. Um, wow. But yeah, I okay. I found that if I didn't have that time at night where nobody was doing anything, then I wouldn't mm. I wouldn't get any of any of my studying done. Um. So yeah, net light, I saved my life that net that. that wow. Yeah. I used to have a tiny one that you clipped onto the book, but if it was a paper, that's a good
1: idea. One, um, yeah, like I Yeah, I have seen them.
0: Yeah, they, it, I find it just like pulls the pages down. So like I, I start, I start. Yeah, reading. I found that too. Actually. So we, our next question mm. is: What hobbies do you enjoy, and which ones do you wish that you could explore?
1: Um, my, I guess I use. I'm a craft person. I love my crafts, okay. um, but I don't do it as much lately because of my arthritis is in my fingers, so um, it's been quite hard to do that. Um, I did hand, I did the cross stitch too, but I also did, um, in, you know, just embroidery, but I also, like, I did anything over the years. I, my relaxation was sitting there with TV on and whatever I was doing with my hands. I've even taken to colouring in um, mandalas and yeah. all those things. As long as my hands are doing something nowadays, I'm I'm doing little word games on my computer, Scrabble. And,
0: yeah, I, I do Scrabble too. Oh, it's scary, but, you know, yeah, yeah.
1: But um, yeah. So they're my hobbies. But my most favourite hobby is um, walking in the walking my dog. Actually, she's a cutie, oh. <laughs> and walk, and just walking in the rainforest. It's beautiful. And then, you you know, you do your little walk. And um, I'm afraid I can't walk as long as I used to, but now I sit and have a, just take it in. You know, it's beautiful.
0: I I think everyone feels nowadays that you've got to take that sort of moment every day because COVID's really made us all appreciate that, I think. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't think we had that before. I think everyone was very kind of in their own lives before and we were all very... Mm -hmm invested whereas yeah. is now we're able to kinda like take a step back and go, Okay, let's you know, let's mm. enjoy things. And for me, like as I said earlier, yeah. I cross stitch. Um but I have arthritis mm. in my hands mm. too. I not as bad mm. as as yours is, but um mm. for me that Well I'm glad we're not as bad. No, they I've they been lucky. Be um yeah. I only have mine
1: rheumatoid. that's a terrible illness.
0: Yeah, I mean mine's has been I've been really lucky and it's Um, I've always Mm. been really on top of it and always been sort of hyper aware of things. Um, I know that you have to operate on my hands in the future. Um, and that's my biggest, Mm. uh, when they told me I I wouldn't be able to write for eight weeks, I nearly grabbed.
1: Oh, yeah! Um, you can, you know, there is a way around that, you know? Yeah. Speaking. (laughs) Speaking. I thought about it. I thought, what happens when I can't write type anymore? And then I thought. I,
0: I well, I, I i've been learning I've been learning the voice activation software um, because my accent is so different. It takes it a longer oh. to pick it up.
1: Okay. And I speak, I'll work it out for you. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I speak very fast too. So sometimes when I'm really in the zone, it can't kind of keep oh. up with like where where I'm at. But I, it does make me slow down a bit more. I must admit. But I've I sort of kind of like learned that there will be a time where I have to like. Adjust how I do things, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I've I've learned a lot of tricks over over the years. Like when they they put me in a cast, a fake mm. one of those portable fake casts, to try yeah. and get my hands more stable. Because uh, I used to dislocate my thumb on the keyboard.
1: <laughs> I ended oh. up nanny
0: twice because I dislocated my thumb twice. Oh. So they said, right, we're going to put you in a cast for eight weeks and you can't write for eight weeks oh, well i found wow. a way to type without using my phone <laughs> for eight weeks <laughs> i can tell you i couldn't i couldn't live without it and my yeah, hubby's like I know you know i um, and he hated it because when i i had it i always used to hug him in the middle of the night i'd put my arm around him
1: oh no and then you had them in casts and i had them in a cast on.
0: and I, I got him right in the throat one night because i rolled oh. over and just punched him in the throat with it cast and, you oh like. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like you're dangerous so yeah i must admit if you if you've been across each and you've probably done this but um my i am terrible for leaving my scissors in the seat <sighs> so i I've, I've i've been my dad my dad broke a pair of my um my scissors on one of his yeah. trips down to see me he 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 throws himself in sofas. He doesn't look where he sits. Doesn't look. You don't look. expect to find a seat. No, and he never learned from my grandmother. My grandmother was the same. She would put her knitting down the side of the seat, whatever seat she was yes. in, yeah. and that was yeah, her rough. seat. And one time he stabbed himself because he threw himself into the oh. seat, and the knitting needle went oh, through his gosh. side.
2: And I oh. said to him, I
0: said to him all the time, I'm like, if you're in my house, dad, look where you're sitting, <laughs> just in yeah, case yeah, you sit yeah, on scissors. Yeah. And that's what he did last time, was he, he sort of sprang into my seat and he didn't look, didn't look in my seat. And my scissors were still sitting in my seat and uh, it poked oh, him. Oh gosh, and <laughs> did he? He poked his bum, yeah. So he was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, because he, he thought he'd gotten stabbed again. So it was, it was, oh, it was funny. And he felt so guilty. He went out and bought me new scissors because they were they were broken. They were dead.
1: Oh, they were broken. Yeah, oh, he, broke, he broke.
0: these metal scissors in half. But yeah, I
1: can't say that, can I? <laughs> oh,
0: can say anything on this show is fine. But I I must admit I do do that. And my hobby before he goes to sleep every night, he le- he leans over to me and he goes, "Have you taken the needles out the bed tonight?" <laughs> is the scissors away because yeah. he's terrified yeah. he's going to roll over it. he's going to get poked with a oh. needle or he's going to, you know, have yeah, scissors yeah. sticking out his butt cheek when he gets up in the morning or something, you know? <laughs> and I can see, oh I, I'm determined to write a character, a romance story, that has a character yeah. that sews, just so I can write that yeah. scene where he rolls over in the middle of the night and gets gets the scissors <laughs> stuck in his butt cheek or something, you know? I, th- oh. I think that would be good, a good storyline. like yeah, that sounds also. Um, that sounds
1: like a fun character.
0: But I'm trying to like, almost sort of like bring crafting back into books. Do you not think that crafting? Yeah, is, why not? Yeah, crafting's um, disappeared from books. I mean, you don't really read I stories really
1: noticed, with but, characters um, in,
0: in crafting. No, books. but maybe in the
1: uh, maybe you could give it a go.
0: Well, that's what I There's thought. I thought, well, on this podcast, trying. I'll float some ideas and see if it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for that's, me, that's like. What you can do. When I was I was actually teaching sewing when I was at school um, in Edinburgh. The kids got really Mm -hmm. lucky, and I had a week where we could do anything with them. And I brought in sewing, and I actually taught this girl with autism to sew, and this other girl who had who had social anxiety issues to sew as well. And it really brought them out their shells because they were so focused on the sewing. They actually talked so, a lot, and we they, were able to, like, figure out new ways they, to help them. Um, mm. so to me, I think that could be, I think that should be the next craze. Crack, okay yeah. you know
1: crack, let's you know. get
0: it going yeah we need we need to get some super characters that can sew really well or something yeah
1: because yeah. I, I was teaching
0: do. um I laughed I when I when I was in the hospital I had all these surgeons that, that would visit me
2: mm.
0: and they were visiting me because I had really perfect stitches mm. and they were actually asking me for advice because of the embroidery that I was doing so that they could be- yeah. better their own stitches so I had I had a, a surgeon wow. sit next to me while I was in the hospital with an orange, and they were sewing this orange back together. And oh, I was really? almost having to talk oh. them through how to get it just right. How to do a
1: perfect stitch, yeah. really?
0: Because they were they were so. Because stitching's not taught anymore, wow. you know. So those of yeah. us that have really good embroidery skills, we're oh. almost like rare a rare breed nowadays. We're like fine, women, yeah, yeah, you know. So. I I love it. I love teaching it. That that's my de stressor is I like passing it on. My my niece hates me for that. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, stop with the sewing. <laughs>
1: yeah. no. I love sewing. My mother was a professional seamstress, and she even made her own wedding dress, which she said was um, you're never supposed to make your own wedding dress. It's bad luck.
0: Uh, it, well, yeah, I got told that too. I went to a dress shop and. I ended up looking completely different to what my husband was expecting. I came down the aisle with this big ball gown on, and I never was this princess person. I was always this little kind of wild child sort of scenario. I was always the girl that wanted the cowboy boots and the shotguns and the pickup trucks and the horses. And I was that kind of... Yeah, I was. I was totally different to what everyone would expect. So when I really? came down and I had this beautiful, elegant, royal dress, my husband was <laughs> like, what yeah. on earth is this? <laughs> totally, totally not what he expected. He's standing there just shocked, oh. completely shocked. You're joking. Jeez. No, and, and, you know, he's standing there and, and he leaned down to me and he went, you look really pretty. And he was <laughs> like, I wonder what he thought I was going to look like.
1: But I think he him. thought I'd
0: come down looking crazy, so um oh. I think I surprised him. But I did have cowboy boots on, under the dress. Oh really? The wedding? Oh. I wow. had the wow. I, yeah, I had that's the Victorian lace up boots that literally <laughs> you had to lace them up yourself. And you can't wear oh, socks wow. in yeah, them. Right. Yeah, that's so okay. my feet were so sweaty in them though. That was the only oh, thing. I should've it. I should have thought ahead of that. But uh yeah, I had the Victorian lace up yes. boots. And it yes. took me. It took me 15 minutes just to get my shoes on. <sighs> the shoes was the hardest part to get on. you a on yourself, aren't you, Crystal? I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, I'm going to get the nicest pair of boots possible. Oh dear me, I'm going to have to lace these up like it's a corset. What was I thinking?
2: Oh, wow. And it was a big ball
0: right. gown. But luckily, my sister-in-law, she had an idea. She's like, "Put your boots on first, and then we'll put the dress idea, on." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, like, I had to get into this big hoop skirt, and they had to tie me into it, and... No, yeah, it my husband was totally... Good idea. She's totally shocked, but thank goodness I put my shoes on before yeah. I got the dress on. <laughs> I would have... Well, yeah. right? <laughs> And I, I was... I was... I did, um... I did, like, a little manor house in the middle of nowhere for my wedding, so it was nice. Oh, did you? Yeah. I did a lot of writing, actually, on... On the, the the night before my wedding, I was sitting in my room and I was just writing. Cause the, it was so inspiring to be in one of those old English manners. Um, and it was like, it just seeped into my skin. And I just couldn't stop writing that night. And actually, my husband injured his foot at the wedding. So he's asleep really? with my foot kind of like sticking out the bed on these pillows. And I'm sitting there like, going crazy at three o'clock in the morning, writing and, and and I just couldn't stop. Wow. I was just I was just but that's how you were i on ride. a roll,
1: as I say.
0: Yeah. You were my on my a husband roll, said you if he took start. me to Bath yeah. in England I would he would never see me because I would be riding the entire time I was there. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. That's I, great. It, it's just that that's what gets me going. So I think that's that's the fun part. Yes,
1: that's exactly what keeps me going. Now we're
0: got to the fun. Mm-hmm. Part of the show, we're going to have a word. This is
1: the hardest part. I, I, I had a look at this.
0: <laughs> I
1: gave the words ahead of time. I have to reverse this and do it to you, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the idea is I'm going to say a word and you say the first thing that comes into your head.
1: Um, okay, yeah, okay.
0: So it should be fun. Go for it. Okay, so yeah, my first, first word It but doesn't just, have to be a book. No, no, it just. It's just first thing that, oh, comes that, that I can Ah, that can do. Okay, that a I can do. Go. Okay. <laughs> So the first word is horses. Wings. Mm, that's good. Grass. Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Then I was like, okay. Uh, brandy.
1: Oh, glass.
0: Sunshine.
1: Glass. Happiness.
0: Ah, that's a nice one. Clouds. Mm.
1: storms geez that took a while to come out didn't
0: it <laughs> oh no i have that feeling too just me the smell of rain you know when rain's about to fall and you get that kind of yeah i know that, that smell
1: my father i think of my father because oh, he he loved
0: that that is an mm. interesting one okay lightning fear mm. i'm the same i'm like i jump around Ian's neck and i hold on and like oh don't don't electrocute me I'm terrible I'm like a kid and the last word is paradise heaven oh me too I I was what I thought when I wrote it down I was like I wonder if she'll say that yeah yeah You want to tell us a little bit about what your dream projects are going forward the series that you've got coming out as we close this up and yeah yeah
1: well I actually did touch on this not long ago, when I said, you know, I have these um, two books. Well, I have a new agent, and the, she's got my two books that I've been working on for quite a while. And um, so she's going to hopefully we'll get some publishing, publish, a publisher, or two, because they're very different books. You know, the uh-huh. one's are, uh, you know, a young adult fantasy um, um, with time travel, but the other one is one I've never ri- never written this style before. I guess yeah. is um, a contemporary, completely contemporary, no fantasy. Oh
0: wow! So, but what it is young adult that? as well. Was that...
1: Um, I was inspired by a conversation my niece had, oh. and uh, I then had a, there was a news report. Um, that sort of continued the inspri- inspiring part of inspiration, and then I thought about doing the story um, based on loosely based on, on that part, and, yeah. and I created the characters and made a story. And uh, so I'm really hoping those two will come out you know, as a published books. My dream is to get my books published by a traditional publisher, of course. Yeah. Only mostly because it gets into libraries. Yes. And I, I—that's the big thing. I can't get them into libraries by self-publishing or no. independent publishing. It's harder.
0: Yeah, it is but, harder. But
1: yeah. Otherwise, it's yeah. Um, that's where it can get to
0: the libraries to, have to request You know,
1: you know yeah,
0: I mean, I find that when I when I got mine into the library, um, I actually mm. had to get the libraries to request it because over here the library. Yeah, have to
1: yeah. I spoke it. to my library too. They don't. It's not that easy,
0: no. To I, get them in. It, 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 once you get used to it, though, like once you know what the process is, it is easier to get them in there. Um, oh, I bitch! I just went along one day and I handed them in copies, and I said, you know, um, here's some copies, and and they they always they're always checked out, which is nice, I suppose. Very nice. But to me, it was like I don't do it for the money. I do it for the stories um uh, well if
1: if you if you want them in libraries you're not doing it for the money exactly I
0: mean? yeah <laughs> i mean i say that to my you're husband all the time but it's not people. it's not about getting rich i don't want to be jk Rowling. i don't want to be stephanie meyer i just want to tell good stories to people that are going to love them yeah. for the rest of their lives um yeah. and I, that's why i love your work because you can tell by reading your stuff that it's about the story you're not looking to grab the next thing that's coming by to make a lot of money, no. and no, I—that's wrong. I found that when Thanks I read, that. yeah, I mean, I read when I read Stephanie Meyer this year. Even though I enjoyed the book Edward, I just felt like it was, oh, yeah. her attempt to desperately <laughs> yeah, hold on really? to a series that's that's already finished, and it just didn't. You know,
1: there is a the story behind that.
0: I I would like to know why. I mean, it took her years to write Edward's story. Yeah. um, yeah. But it just didn't. It felt very broken and it felt very jarring and it just didn't. Yeah. It really felt like she was just trying to keep it going and and it was very kind of sad to me.
1: Um, Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you know.
0: I mean, I'm I'm in I mean, this in this podcast. Friends. I will be honest about books. I mean, I've said this to the yeah. the, the viewers before, yeah. um, and we've got an announcement today. The podcast will be going on Spotify. So wow, this yeah. So this is all going to be on Spotify. So everyone can find it on Spotify, and we are now on oh so many. We're on Alexis. We're on Amazon. We're oh, on Audible. Uh, audio, I think it's called audio podcasts uh-huh. podcast yeah. <laughs> i think so i never knew i didn't know that and we're also on google stores so the major ones fantastic are so yeah
1: the i just want to say first. thank you for selecting me to be your first
0: I couldn't have, you have really better, I couldn't have a better guest than you i couldn't
1: there well not a I, I, I
0: had the and we had the time
1: thing going weird. Last oh, night. I know,
0: because I'm in the UK and you're in Australia, and oh, yeah, I'm and, terrible at math. So. But we yeah, did got it. We made busy. it work. We did make it work.
1: We made it work. And it, you Thank know, you. And uh,
0: when your book gets signed and you're gonna you're gonna put it out there, you have to come back and tell us about it. I'd love to. That sounds like I'd a plan. So we'll keep in touch, and you can tell me how you're getting on, and and I will make sure. Um, and also, what I'll do is your last release. I'm going to have that as a permanent advert on the show. So as of the next episode after yours, I will be spotlighting books um, as advertisements ah. on the show. So I will be taking well, thank you.
1: That's five
0: minutes out of my show at the beginning to say, these are the books that this show sponsors, um, and we are going to have the top top three books of the year. Um, and yours will be our first top six
1: terrific thank you very much crystal it's, it's been a pleasure to do. and i, I pleasure. want to
0: give back to you because i wouldn't i would never have picked up a pen if i hadn't read your book so
1: thank it you it start of mine it's so. such an honor knowing that it really is and i'll Thanks have to send so you a
0: signed copy of mine just so you can have a nosy all oh, this drama these two I'd like that. yeah we'll have I to organize like that that. that sounds like a fun yeah. so we're going to close out the podcast uh marianne's yep. going to go and enjoy the rest of her day I'm going to go to sleep because it's 2 a.m. here. I'm going to go have some brunch. (laughs) Yes, yes. But it's been fun, guys. And we look forward to seeing you all back next week where we will be talking to Joey Legend, the legend himself. Um, So, yeah, we'll have to get all the gossip. And I am not softballing him. He's getting all hard questions. So you think this word game was hard. Wait till you hear what I've got for him because uh he likes his big words so i'm gonna throw some naughty sneaky sneaky words at him and see what happens sounds like fun oh yeah we, we have a great banter and love so it should be should be fun you might actually hear some funny stories about how i actually put mine together um but yeah it's been great <laughs> having you and that's the recording stopping